Hello, and welcome to all our listeners in the Midwest and across the globe. I hope you are ready for this new topic. Was Jesus a good son? We have another great interview today with a special guest. We are here with our guest, Dury, our beloved Bible scholar in Chicago, who's speaking the words of life to many youth across the Chicagoland area. I'm also here joined with Brian. Hi. Dury, welcome to the Faithful Exchange. Hello, everyone. Wow, thank you so much for having me, Matthew, Brian. Thank you so much. It's truly a wonderful honor to be here. And yeah, happy holidays. I'm excited. Thank you. Yes, Christmas is approaching very fast, and we're so happy to have you here. People are in the spirit of charitable giving and gathering together, opening presents and being with family. So I'm very curious, did you have a special tradition that you did with your family around this time of year? Oh, you know, funny story. So I actually was not um, Christian growing up. Um, I only became Christian about seven years ago, and I was actually born into a Hindu family. So I'd never really celebrated Christmas or really understood much about Christ, but the Bible truly shows us more details about Christ's birth and even what happened um, concerning it. So personally, no real traditions. Um, but we do go to church and, you know, make sure that the Word of God stays true in our hearts at this time. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, maybe we might need another episode for that. I'm very curious to know, like, your, <laughs> your journey to the faith. Um, oh, yes. It was a long one. It was a long <laughs> it one. It was definitely filled with many episodes of tears and a lot of a lot of drama. But I, I'm so thankful to, to God for leading my steps. Well, well, glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, uh, happy holidays to everyone listening. Now is that time, uh, the festive time, and the Christmas lights are out. People are driving in the streets, passively judging other people's Christmas lights decorations. I know I am. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really epic to see just how much effort like uh, people go out to, you know, to really decorate everything. Sales are out there. But, you know, one thing that we always have to remember is the center of everything is actually the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, on his birthday too. Uh, well, yeah, on his birthday, he was also given gifts. He was given gold. You know, every child just got to get that gold, frankincense uh, and myrrh. Um, but it's pretty epic to be able to really think about uh, the life of Jesus, and especially today's topic is pretty interesting, uh, as we're looking at, was Jesus a good son? Right, and we're looking from a cultural perspective, not a spiritual perspective. So, of course, Jesus—he was like an amazing baby, a perfect person without sin. Even the Bible says so. Uh, and there's no way that you know, if Santa was looking at his naughty list, there's no way Jesus was going to be on that list. Um, but uh, we want to see a different perspective, right, from the perspective of the world, or just culturally speaking. Was Jesus a good son? What do you think? Uh, what What do you say about that, Dury? Yeah, thanks for asking. That's true, right? And it's something to, for us to really think about. So yes, from God's perspective, Jesus was indeed a righteous person. But if we think about it from a cultural viewpoint, it wasn't really the case. But of course, please, I want to emphasize that we're not saying that Jesus was a bad person or he did bad things. It was quite the opposite. And from Jesus, from God's perspective, Jesus actually always did what was right. Maybe we can take a look in John chapter 8, verse 29. Amen. For those who have their Bibles with them or just want to jot this verse down, we're reading John chapter 8, verse 29. And it reads, 
The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Amen. Amen. So Jesus always did what pleased God. <laughs> but what God considers to be good and what's considered good in the world, where culturally may not always align. And that's why in Mark chapter 10, verse 18, when a man was calling Jesus good, Jesus even responds by even asking, why are you calling me good? And he, he then proceeds on to say, God alone is good. God alone is good. So is Jesus saying, well, he's not saying like it's impossible for people to be good though, right? Or is he saying it's impossible? No, no, of course not. So when Jesus says God alone is good, He's saying that God is the standard, not people, not culture, not traditions, but God's law is what determines whether someone or not is good. Boom. That makes sense. That makes. I like what you mentioned, like God's law, because that makes like a standard, right? Uh, there, there has to be some form of standard because who Satan says is a good boy is different from who God is going to say is a good boy. <laughs> so the standard is very important. Um, okay, but are you able to give us an example? Um, maybe for those who are kind of tr like struggling to imagine how Jesus uh, could do something good in God's eyes, but like also look bad in the eyes of people. Sure, sure. So this is mentioned a few times in the Gospels, and I'll just paraphrase and mention some Bible verses for those who are, have the Bible. Um, so there was a time when Jesus was teaching a crowd of people, and his mother and some of his brothers came looking for him. And someone lets him know, but Jesus, rather than going to his family right away or finding out what they wanted, he instead responds with a question. Do you want to know what he says? Yeah, what does he say? Yeah. <laughs> he says, who are my mother and brothers? My mother and brothers are those who do God's will. And you can see this take place in Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 to 50. But if you think about it, it's it sounds harsh in a way, right? I yeah. mean, your mom comes looking for you. And usually as a son, you think, oh, my mom made all this journey. And back then, remember, oh. no cars, no <laughs> airplanes, like none of that. The Moses so one. It was, yeah, it was definitely not an easy thing <laughs> if your mom, and no cell phones to be like, son, are you okay? It, it's like a real deal if your mom came looking for you. But instead of responding to her, he says this completely yeah. un unapologetic. And from a personal perspective, we may see this and think he could have been more polite or understanding towards his family. However, while there were times while his words seemed harsh, Jesus always put God's work first. Mm -hmm. And what was Jesus's work? Wasn't it to preach God's word to the lost sheep of Israel? And right. so as Amen. a faithful son, he understood God's heart and how long God has been working for his, the people. And so Jesus was very faithful to God. Wow, so it's a very difficult situation because Jesus was faithful to God, his spiritual father, but because he always did what pleases God, he couldn't please the people. It was like a trade-off, right? You can't please everybody. It's either be judged and stand with God, do what it's right, or don't, right? And then you get judged by God for standing with the world. Right. And even in the world, there's even a bad opinion of like people pleasers. Like, oh, don't be a people pleaser. Like, come on. Like, who cares? You know, but more importantly, it also says in the Bible, according to Galatians 1.10, that we cannot serve or be a follower of Christ by pleasing people. We need to do what is good in 
whose perspective? God's perspective. God's perspective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amen. So it sounds harsh, I know, but Matthew and Luke, Jesus said that he did not come to bring peace, but a sword, and that a man, uh, that a person's enemies would actually be the members of his own household, like family. Oh, hey, that that makes me think of um. I think it's in Luke, Luke, Luke fourteen or Matthew ten, right? Where it says that the son, the son will be against his father and the daughter against uh, her mother, like a mother-in-law. Right, and so once again, we need to understand the context and what Jesus is really saying. It's not that God wants us to fight our parents. I mean, one of the Ten Commandments is actually to honor your father and mother. But what usually happens when someone wants to follow Christ and try to learn God's will, or even try to do so, attempting to do so? Remember, there's the enemy, the Satan, the opposer. He'll always want to hinder that person. It's like a world-class hater. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but he doesn't use like random people, but he instead even uses people closest to us. I mean, think about it. We care about our loved ones. And you know what's even scary is that Satan was able to use Peter. Mm-hmm. Our beloved Peter, the disciple that, you know, was so zealous and passionate. But yet, even Peter was able to be used by Satan. But thankfully, Jesus recognized that it was Satan's spirit using Peter and even rebuked him. So this is an example of how someone close to us can even keep us from doing God's will. I mean, I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys, but I once took um, an art class three times a week. Oh, snap. And yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I love art, by the way. Uh, it's my story. <laughs> we're, we're, we're artists in this this building. Yes, I love art. <laughs> uh, and it took an expensive art class. Very expensive. <laughs> More details. And I know. It was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I have to pay for like the supplies. And you know, yeah. I thought it was a little expensive. I didn't really have a lot of money back then, but I really loved art. Well, and people were so happy for like, my family mm-hmm. when it was a little expensive for where I was you know, living at that time. My family supported me. Everybody was like, that's awesome, you know? But for you guys, maybe it's gym or taking another class or something or going, I don't know, whatever it is. For me, it was still art as well. (laughs) (laughs) I went to art school. Shout out, shout out, Savannah College of Art and Design. Hey, I got to see some of your designs, bro. That's awesome. But um, if Bible study every week seems like too much for them, then people start to say, oh, you're doing too much for for the Bible. You know, mm. I miss you. You're away from your family. But the same person, me, when I was doing a art class, people were all supportive for it. But the second it was about Bible class, mm, they're like, oh, do you have to go? Why don't you just go next week? Like Those type of comments actually came from people like, you know, were close to me. Something for us to really think about and just wonder and just keep in mind as well. I see, I see. No, that's actually really true. Like, um, yeah, when we kind of see how, like, for for things within this world, like, it's so easy to be supportive, you know, because it's, I think we've spoken a lot before how we can see God, but we can't see, uh, I mean, we can't see people, but we can't see God because he's a spirit. And so it's the same thing, you know, when it comes to, even for Jesus in that situation, it's not like Jesus is saying, hey, mom, dad, or my mom, br- brothers and sisters, I absolutely hate you guys go away, screw you. He's not saying that. He's just saying that, hey, between you, my family, uh, you know, like from birth, like uh, a blood-related family, 
And these people who actually, he just knew them like three years, right? Like these people who I've barely known my whole life, but are doing God's work. I am more a brother to them than to you. And I think it's like kind of when, as we continue to mature in our faith walk, um, we get to that stage where we realize that we need to, uh, like we we, we want to be around people with the same ideology, the same kind of mindset and heart. That's true. Um, and we want to be people who ultimately want to have the same ideology with God. So that way we can really be like God's family. Amen. And so that's really what I, you know, this is all about. It's really being able to understand more about God, God's will, God's heart. And we can see there's a distinction between your physical family and being God's family, you know. Um and even the people close to you can be the people working against you when it comes to you trying oh. to get closer to God. And it's not because they hate you. You know, like if you read uh, uh, Matthew 12, I remember a bit about it. If you read like just before that, they were saying Jesus was demon possessed. So, you know, you can kind of imagine like his family is probably like, hey, got to cover, you know, like look out for, for Jesus. Like, dude, people are talking smack about him, like get him to stop speaking so that like people would stop mm-hmm. saying what they were saying. So they're probably thinking in their head that we're doing him a favor, we're, we're covering his image or something. But actually, <laughs> they are, you know, this was God's will that he should be preaching to people, to the multitudes. And so oh. without even realizing, they were also being used to hinder the work of God, which is ultimately the work of Satan that they would have been doing. Not that they were satanic exactly. or Satan worshipers, but through misunderstanding God's will, it's possible for even the people close to you to be the people used against you. So. It's very important, very important that we're able to stay close to this word of God and be one in this word of God. And, uh, you know, this holiday time is a time of family and friends, but ultimately it's a time to celebrate the birth of Jesus and really reflect on everything it did for us. So here at the Faithful Exchange, we really want to say thank you so much for joining us. To our special guest, Duri, thank you so much for sharing such insight. Uh, She is an amazing, amazing, she won't say it, so I'll say it. Uh, She's an amazing, 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 amazing uh, Bible scholar and also a teacher. And, uh, you know, you might be lucky to catch in one of these seminars one of these days. But uh, as always, there's uh, always an opportunity for us to be able to study more. Um, So there is the ministry. that uh, Dury works with. Uh, it's the outreach ministry of the Chicago Church uh, that also, uh, by God's grace, is sponsoring this uh, podcast. And uh, let's be people who invest more in our spirit, understand the life of Jesus and his disciples who lived about 2,000 years ago. And let's also be people who understand God's will for believers in this day, right? Uh, 2,000 years ago, they had their faith, but this time we have what we have to believe in too. So, Contact us on Instagram or Facebook. You can check the episode description. All that content is there. If you have any prayer requests, Bible study time, or questions, suggestions for future topics, feel free to message us, DM us. I would love to get in touch with you. So today we discussed was Jesus a good son? And from a cultural perspective, he wasn't actually. He left his family. Back then you had to look after your family as the firstborn. He... He disowned his family publicly, <laughs> um, which is just not a good thing to do in any case. But uh, he he had his priorities right between being number one in God's family and being number one in the family at home. He chose to be number one in the eyes of God uh, in a very Amen. humble way. So let's also be like Jesus, uh, living a faith walk not for people, uh, even the closest family. Like it's it's I'm not they're, they're not gonna you know I'm not gonna be in heaven because. My brother is my brother, or my sister is my sister. 
I'm going to be in heaven because I was I kept the faith work that God could acknowledge. So we should always put God first. And uh, once again, from the Faithful Exchange, we appreciate all of you for listening and hope that you will listen again next week in another epic episode. Will there be a special guest? <laughs> Why don't you come and find out next week? But uh, at least for today, thank you all so much and have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you, everyone. Please have a good time with, with loved ones. Thank you.